Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on November 16th, 2016, deep in the middle of Q4. Um, Hope things are going well for you. We have two guests on the show today um, who, who volunteered to come on in response to a request in the group, which is pretty awesome. Um, the, um, the question was posed in the group about mastermind groups because someone was floating around a mastermind where they charged like a, a big sum of money to join. Um, and that raised some more questions about masterminds and how they work and how you start one. And, and our two guests today volunteered to talk about it since they started one up. So I'm going to give you a little intro and background about our guests. The first one is Jennifer Simmers. And she is a wholesale sourcing expert member um, who got her start selling her maternity clothes on Poshmark, where she now has over, get this, 400,000 followers. That's just awesome. Um, she invested the money she earned on that platform into retail arbitrage and thrifted items to sell on eBay. Uh, um, yeah, to, uh, to sell on Amazon, excuse me. Today, her company deals primarily in wholesale, and just last week she received her largest shipment of today seven skids of products. just awesome. And our second guest is Ellie Lippitz, who, has, who lectured on design and ran a recruiting firm in New York for more than a decade. In 1999, she left New York to be home with her son and began selling toys and collectibles on eBay. From there, it was a natural transition for her to move to Amazon. Today, her business is 50% wholesale and 50% arbitrage, with the goal to be 99% wholesale in 2017. Both Jennifer and Ellie were among a group of 300 top-performing female entrepreneurs who attended the Amazon Women Entrepreneurs Conference in Seattle this past August. And I have to say, that's where I got to meet Jen and Ellie in person, having known them online for a long time. Um, it was so nice to meet them in person. And I have to say, we had other group members at that conference, too. I know Sherry was there, and she's, um, she's on the call we had a, a pretty darn good number. I think we had six total um, from a group at that time of like 135 people. Six of our members went to that conference. So I'm really proud of you guys because that's a big, big deal. Whether you think so or not, it was a big deal. So, um, so kudos to all of you. And um, I have to say I really enjoyed getting to know Jen and Ellie in person. Um, I feel kind of like, I don't know, part of Ellie's family because I helped her with some dogs, <laughs> sort of, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I've known you for six years, so I'd never met I know. you before. So. And we had, we had uh, hours and hours of, of chat back and forth about dogs and all of that kind of stuff. And, and if you haven't seen, you have to follow Ellie's personal feed because her dog 
is the cutest thing ever. Like the second cutest dog, because mine's the cutest, hers is the second cutest. But her 13-year-old daughter has just started showing her. This past weekend was their first show, and they did awesome. So I'm like this proud auntie, you know, of Sky and Erin. And, uh, and just to see their smiles and everything is just so wonderful. So anyway, we'll get into the call. Um, um, and I'll leave it open to whoever wants to answer these questions, because I had a few questions just to get to know. How did you two first meet? We met here. Ellie, you want to take that? <laughs> um, we actually met through your group. Um, we actually have three people in our mastermind. We met, all three of us met through this group. Um, our, our other member, we, I met a year ago at the Philadelphia, Philadelphia gift show. Um, we were, it was my first show. It was her first show. We met up and we hit it off right away. Um, Jen had asked a question in the group and we had started talking about repricers and then we met up at the Philadelphia gift show also. And when our third, the third person in our group and I met her, we immediately knew she was the right fit for us and we asked her to join us. So, and yeah, and it's pretty much taken off from there. That's great. Um, so can you explain to people who might not know, what is a mastermind group? Well, you know, for us, I think the idea of a mastermind group is that when two or more minds come together, things come out of those conversations that neither mind might have thought of on their own. And um, it was Napoleon Hill, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, called this third force an intangible or invisible force or third mind. And when you surround yourself with talented people who share your vision, then that third mind really emerges. And we've really seen that happen um, on a firsthand basis and the value that comes out of those conversations when we're on the hot seat and we're helping each other with our businesses. I think that's one thing I love about the group is it makes me think about things that haven't come up in my mind about my own business because other people ask questions and all of that too. Um, Because as much as we like to think we know it all, we certainly don't. And just one word from someone outside can, like, spark things that are pretty amazing. Yeah, I think that – I think as Amazon sellers and so many of us in this group especially um, work out of our homes. You know, you're a single person or maybe you have a part-time employee, and we're so isolated, and it's hard to push yourself if you have no basis and you don't know anyone else in that, in that area, um, Jen and I literally talk almost every day or text and we're continually bouncing ideas off each other. Um, we're continually pushing each other in different directions. I know my business has changed drastically over this year and I know hers has too. I mean, the girl had seven skids delivered to her house. Can you even imagine that? It was a lot. I think that's just awesome. <laughs> I think that's just awesome, you know, from from selling um, your old maternity clothes to having pallets delivered to your home. That's pretty amazing. Yes, and I can really attribute a lot of that growth to the fact that I had a great group of people that I could bounce things off of on a daily basis. So, oh, that's great. So, so you have a group of three people, is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a a number that you say if if we're like I want to start a mastermind group? Is there an ideal number? Do you think you know three is perfect, or should it be more? Or do you have any ideas on that? I would think three to five. I wouldn't that want to go. Say, yeah. I yeah, you think so too? Five is the max. Two would be the obviously the minimum, but I would say five. I mean, our third person. Um, has her own space and her own Facebook group and has moved in a different direction, but she still is in the Amazon sphere. But I could see adding two other people to this. I think a lot of it is also based on trust. I mean, we all have our own little niche. Do you trust these other people with your, the intimate knowledge of your business? I mean, we talk specific numbers. We talk specific um, wholesalers. We talk about very specific problems. And then the fact that we talk to each other so often, you obviously also know the intimate details of your personal life too. You, there's a mm-hmm. lot of it's a lot of trust, um, and mm-hmm. that that's important. You have to feel that, or you can't have a mastermind group. I think I think the fact that you guys have met in person um, really does help build that trust, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Although. I mean, I talk to a lot of people in other groups. I wonder sometimes, now obviously Jen and I met in person, if, you know, you can establish something. If you, you know, we talked about how can you establish a mastermind. And I think that it's just establishing a dialogue, whether that starts as um, a PM chatting back and forth and then on the phone. You know, it's, everybody has their own comfort level. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes um, almost like a another little business you're involved in, doesn't it? Like, like Ellie, you feel like this uh, responsibility of Jen's business, I bet, right? Because you you know a lot. Yes, I absolutely do. I feel definitely feel um, partially responsible for how she does, and I would assume she feels the same way because we do push each other to make even orders that maybe we're not sure about or, I mean, I don't know if anybody else out there can appreciate this. When I met Jen, it was only last February, she was 100% retail arbitrage. She's literally turned her business around in less than a year to where she can order seven skits. I think that's amazing. I do too. I do too. And it's being ahead of the curve. Um, with changing the business plan, right? Because, you know, in mm-hmm. February, people weren't talking about all these um, restrictions and, and retail arbitrage is still pretty pretty hot. And to move away from that before everybody else has gave her a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I agree. <laughs> um, so I, I do have... Um, some personal experience with a mastermind. It was one where no, none of us had met in person, and I, it was an online-only one. And um, it was big. It was like 15 to 16 people. And I have to say personally, that was way too many people. Um, and, and there were people who took information that was posted in that group in confidence and posted it in some of the other big selling groups. Um, And it it had a big effect on one of my um, product lines because they posted all the gory details in another group. And I thought, oh, my, you know, I think 15 people is way too many. 
you cannot you can't build relationships with that many people in the way you want to in a mastermind. At least that's my opinion. You know, um, there's it's like being friends with a whole class or being having your best friends. You know, your little group. And I I do think if if you're trying to set up a group, don't go so big. I like your idea of five max. Um, that seems to be to be a good one. So. Um, so do you have any secrets to um, how your group works or things that people could carry over to a group they might want to start? Well, I first have to say Jen is very regimented. <laughs> it's absolutely is, true. I plead guilty. And I am not. So she kind of keeps us in line. Um, we, there, you know, Right now, because it's Q4, we're not talking every week, but we generally meet every Wednesday morning at 9.30. Um, uh, we do a call online, and we each of us is on the quote-unquote hot seat. Well, we talk a little bit about what's happened during the week, but then each of us is on the hot seat about our business. And we talk about what, what we have achieved since with the last, in the last month, what we want to achieve. We talk specific numbers. And then the other members of the group um, challenge us, give us ideas, help us think about where we want to be in the next month. And then the fourth week, we share information. And when I talk about sharing information, that could be how to use a new program. We'll screen share how to do different things. Have you heard about this? Have you tried that? You know, all of that, you know, are, what are the new Amazon ramifications on our business? all of those things. So that's pretty much how we do it. And Jen is really the person that is, she knows where, who's going to talk about what and when. I sort of just okay, go along and answer the question. Yes, Ellie, Ellie is right. I'm, I'm very regimented. I put out a schedule. And, you know, we do have a private um, Facebook group where we just can um, post for just our mastermind. Um, and I think, too, as far as, you know, um, ingredients to a successful mastermind group. Um, Ellie was talking about trust before. That's absolutely the most important ingredient, and it does take time. Um, but the two members of, of this group are the only members that know um, what my store is. I don't generally share that uh, with other sellers. I also think that to, um, for your group to work successfully for you, you need to be in similar places in your business. Um, you know, if you have someone that's very experienced and somebody that's new, it's going to be more of a coaching situation instead of a um, mutually beneficial situation. I and think I also that's, a really think that's a really important point because if, if you have someone who's been selling five years and someone who started last month, it will not be a balanced situation. It will turn into coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and I also think a, a third ingredient is something that our group just naturally did, but when I stopped to think about, um, you know, I knew this interview was coming up and stopped to think about um, the ingredients to a successful mastermind group, I realized that we all check our pride at the door. Um, when we're on the hot seat, someone is picking apart our business, and we are not taking offense. And on the flip side of that, when you're the one giving the advice, there's no right or wrong answer. Just because someone chooses not to take your advice doesn't mean you are right or wrong. This is all about putting ideas out there, bringing these ideas together, and, and that person 
finding the value and taking away what they found valuable in those conversations. So really, I mean, we did that naturally as a group, but I realize it is an important ingredient to check your pride at the door. And that's a hard one for a lot of people to yeah, not I, take it personally. I didn't think about it till Jen mentioned it yesterday. Um, we have all grown in different directions. Um, and we talked about, Jen and I had talked yesterday about what, how we were going to approach this and, um, and what we learned this year. I mean, Jen is, Jen pushed, has pushed me, and I'll give a perfect example. We went from the women's conference where Jen and I actually roomed together to Jen went home for like two days and then came and stayed with me and we went to New York now together, which is a big trade show in New York. Um, it's huge. Maybe not as huge as Atlanta, but it's huge. And you really do need two or three or even four days to go through it. I always bring back all my information, and then I place my orders later. And sometimes, a lot of times, I'll let things fall through the cracks because I didn't place the order right then when it was hot. At this show, I placed like 15 or 20 orders, which I had never done before. And it was awesome because the inventory came rolling in right away. And I would never have done that if Jen and I hadn't sat down one night. We stayed up till 3 in the morning writing up orders at the kitchen table. Um, I remember yeah. when you guys did that, yeah. And I mm-hmm. have found the more comfortable I got with shows, the more comfortable I was with ordering at the show. But you have to do that homework when the doors close at 5 before the next morning to take advantage of it. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. stay up till 3 in the morning and get it done. It was great to have somebody else who was there doing the same thing, and we could bounce ideas about products off each other and stuff like that. Awesome. So um, do you, have you heard of these masterminds that are charging people to join? Yeah. Yeah. But, Neither of us are really excited about that. It's not yeah. that I don't think you could find value there. It's just that if you're going to – pay, I think that your money would be better spent on coaching. A mastermind group is something that should be with your peers, and it should be mutually beneficial, not something that you pay for, in my opinion. I, that was my first thought. I said the person, whoever it is who's collecting the money, is put in a different position within the group than everybody else. No matter what you say, there is this emotional mm-hmm. thing that takes over, right? And then they're not on the same level playing field. So, it's not, to me, it wasn't so much the money, though that kind of annoyed me, but it was the fact that they're on a different, different thing and they're not a peer anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we grew organically. I mean, honestly, when I met the first member of our group, I wasn't really thinking mastermind. I was thinking I was at a trade show. I really had no idea what was going on, and she and I just clicked. And the same thing happened here. It was very organic. Um, we thought similar things. We were all in. We're all in about similar places in our business financially, and um, and close enough in terms. Well, I guess I would say diverse enough in our thinking that we push each other in different directions, um, but close enough in where our businesses are that uh, we're all on the same playing field. That's awesome. And how great that you were able to meet in person, too, and and get that part, which I think gives a component that as much as the texting and phone calls do 
in a per in person thing really does help. Yeah, I definitely. Agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then you know, I mean, just having other people to bounce your ideas off of it is just um, really opens your eyes to different things. Whether it be taking on an employee, you know, your insurance. Uh, private label products, you know, or or even if you, like, Jen and I both create our own listings a lot. We bring new things to market, and that has been fantastic to have somebody else um, to talk through about even taking photographs, write up keywords. So, so I don't think that, I know, I don't think, I wouldn't be where I am in terms of of creating listings, although I was never afraid of it, if I didn't have her to like go, well, have you tried this? I mean, even the Amazon app, the photo app, I didn't try it first. She did. And it has been like a game changer for for taking pictures. And it just makes it so much faster. I never would have even thought about it if she hadn't said, have you tried this? This is so cool. I can just do this one, two, three. <laughs> I can't get Ron to try it. He's still doing them the old-fashioned way. So the whole living room is all of my stuff to be photographed. It's so um, easy, Charlene. Well, you know what? I don't have to do it at all. So, you know, if he wants to do it his way, I'm not going to say a word, right? You know, if somebody's you doing something for you, you just let him do it. Um, so it's I'm trying to teach him how that you, you can't, like, bump up the color in yarn. It has to be the color it is, you know, and all that kind of stuff. He goes, well, this looks better, but that's not the color it is. So, you know, it's got to be the right color, not the color that looks better. So, um, so, um, so we kind of, we kind of are on, on the same page that there's no need to pay to be in a mastermind group, I think. Um, so, so say somebody in wholesale sourcing wants to do a mastermind group and they don't know anybody physically near them and there's no conferences coming up where they can meet him. How would you guys suggest they, um, they hook up with um, someone? I post well, in the group. I mean, that's what I would do. I post in the group. I would say I'm interested in joining a mastermind. Um, I know some, some people you could put your, how much you're making. You don't have to. And then I would start a conversation. I mean, that's how I would do it. Jen may have a totally different idea. And just I mean, it's not. I mean, that's a good idea, but it, it also it can be tough to find just that right fit by just asking. Um, I, I know that over about a year and a half ago, I really um, was very isolated in my business. I'd been doing this for two years. Um, basically in, in, a, uh, in a bubble. And I, at that point, realized that I needed to have somebody that I could talk to about my business. I had never once spoken to anybody who did what I did or even remotely understood what I did. Because so um, most I, people have no clue what you do, right? They look at you with this blank mm-hmm. look like, what? You do what? <laughs> and I, I know, well, the first thing that I did was I, I joined a local meetup group. I, I checked meetup. Um, and that's uh, the, the uh, Steel City e-commerce sellers, and I'm actually the uh, co-organizer uh, and uh, the lady in charge of Amazon down there now. 
but I joined that group so that I could actually speak to people in, in person. And there really wasn't anybody that I found out of that group that would have um, worked for a mastermind. And, uh, and I'm not that I was specifically looking for that at that time. And then the other thing that I did is I joined the Wholesale Sourcing Experts uh, group. I remember sending a message to you, Charlene, about um, would it be okay since I do retail arbitrage? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, you know, for me, it was just listening to you and Deborah on the podcast and realizing that, you know, this is where my like-minded people were. And just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, putting yourself out there, you know, getting maybe you've had a conversation with somebody in this group, you know, through, through chat or through a thread on something you were talking about. You know, maybe, you know, PM your phone number. That's how Ellie and I started talking. She was like, oh, well, you want to talk about this repricer? Here's my number if you want to call me. And I called her. Um, you know, those kind of organic conversations where you start to talk to people and, and you get an idea of, of, of whether or not it's a good fit. And hopefully now that we've started this conversation here, it'll be a little bit easier for some more people to, um, to hook up. Yeah, I hope so. I hope people will think about it. And I think also just reading posts in the group gives you an idea of, the personality of the person, you know, I mean, it's obvious if you read my posts, I'm like hyper regimented and organized and stuff. And if that would drive you nuts, maybe I'm not the person you want to have in your mastermind, <laughs> you know, um, there's, there has to be a balance of, you know, um, that kind of stuff. And, and um, fortunately, we are so lucky in the group that politics and personal opinions have never raised their head um, in there. So I don't think that's a thing you are going to have to worry about in, in reading posts and, and finding someone. But you know how you can just, like, get a feeling about people? You know, it's mm -hmm. like when Deborah and I first hooked up, I did Deborah's podcast. She asked me to come on as a guest, like, way back when. And then it kind of, can you come on again and you can come on again? And Deborah and I just hit it off, you know. It was funny. Um, and it was a long time before we met in person. Um, um but, you know, you just know when you hit it off with somebody. And that doesn't mean you totally agree on everything because that's not what you want in a mastermind. You don't want somebody who agrees with everything all the time. Because oh, that doesn't that. happen. I don't think no. we have all the time. <laughs> but that's you a need good someone thing. to challenge you maybe, right, to challenge your, your decisions and your your. your Choices and questions, and make you think about: Is this really the right thing to do, or am I headed in the right direction? You know. Mm -hmm. And I, I have absolutely been challenged. I am in a completely different place than I was a year ago. Um, the way that I have grown, the structure of my business, so many things have changed, and in a positive way. And it is because I took a lot of their advice, and it is because I didn't take a lot of their advice. It, it, it really um, is a lot about the way that all of these conversations move our brains mm -hmm. and force you to think about different solutions to issues that have come up that you might not have thought about. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, and we definitely, I think that we complement each other um, a lot. And I mean, I can use a perfect example. Jen just had seven pallets delivered. I don't know if that's <laughs> I can't even imagine. I don't have pallets delivered. I tend to deal with pretty small things, not really big, huge quantities. And I have um, a warehouse space, if I needed to, that I could have the pallet delivered. 
she was calling me up and telling me how they sent their extra furniture to her mother-in-law's house so they could deliver a pallet. And she was, you know, getting nervous and everything. And she, it, it involved, you know, not, it involved trust in the company and there were issues. She had some issues with it and really upset. And that's how, and, but she called me and we brainstormed and then she called back the company and she worked it out. Like it was, worked out really well or if I was I'm upset or not sure or something's happened with some kind of shipment or something on Amazon you have somebody else to bounce ideas off of if there's not a right or wrong answer but it makes you think and it also it's like talking you off the ledge because I personally yeah, that, imagine that's an important from someone, from someone who's been there right you can say okay it's not as bad as you think it's going to be you know or um, it's going to work out just take you know breathe yeah. Oh, Ellie is so calm under pressure. Um, she is amazing, and she has absolutely talked me off of one more than one <laughs> ledge. Um, <laughs> yes, um, I, I definitely was calling her about and very worried about this shipment. Um, and uh, no, it didn't all fit, but we worked it out. <laughs> so there's a question in chat, um, just to sidetrack slightly, yes. about how you were going to handle those seven pallets of stuff. Um, well, Martha had a few things about what she did, did um, um, but Ed kind of wants to know, what is your process of handling pallets when they come in? So um, they were delivered on Friday, the, the seven pallets. I've had pallets delivered before, but never seven. And um, I don't know that I'll want that, quite that many, again, all at one time. Um, especially since I just had another one delivered yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, where am I going to put all this? But um, uh, we request a lift date. Sometimes it takes the company, um, it pushes your delivery out a couple days until they can get a truck with a lift gate. But we make sure that the companies we're ordering from know that requirement. And then when they call, when the trucking company calls to make the appointment, I make sure that they have a lift gate and a pallet jack so that they can, um, and, it, and it takes quite a while. It took two hours for them to get those pallets off the truck and then rolled down our driveway, and then my husband, I like to call him affectionately my box boy. Um, <laughs> she has an awesome husband. She really he's does. He's pretty great. He's pretty great. Uh, I'll keep him. He, um, he, he got the dolly, and he brought all of those boxes in, and that filled. I have my office, the adjacent room where we emptied out the furniture, sent all of that furniture to my mother-in-law, filled that, and then also um, a good portion of our garage. And all of the kids' bikes and everything are currently outside of the house right now, so because there's no room in the garage. So you have some but, pressure um, to get that there turned will be around soon. now. What's up? You have pressure to get that turned around now. Yes. Well, I sent out um, uh, over 1,000 pounds on Monday morning. So I have, uh, I have two employees. Um, that have been have been working for me. One is my son, so I really only have one that comes in from outside of the home. But uh, we put out over a thousand pounds in our shipment, and I do. I text the UPS guy to warn him when I have a shipment like that, and we set it at the end of our driveway so he doesn't have to come up to the porch. And uh, unfortunately, that's only put a small dent in it. So we have a ways yeah. to go, and it's going to be a crazy couple weeks. Yeah, Kay, you said something in there that I think um, we all need to 
to hear is build a relationship with your UPS driver. You said you texted him, so you have a relationship. That makes all absolutely. the difference in the world, doesn't it? I mean, absolutely. Um, and he gets an Amazon gift card from me. He gets little goodies on Halloween. There's little treats sitting on top of those boxes he picks up. Absolutely. Nice. That's really nice. Unfortunately, we have a different driver every day, it seems like. So oh, wow. um, so we really can't. We, we had one great driver for a while, and he'd bring treats for the dog and everything. And, and um, But they just, they're moving them around so much that we can't do that. Um, so if you have that opportunity, everybody who's listening, take advantage of it um, because it will make all the difference in the world in your um, your business. So so here's a couple things. Ed said thanks to you, um, Jen. Um, oh. Make sure the truck has a lift gate, right? You, and you've got to make that clear with the trucking company when they schedule delivery. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to say it like six or eight times. Make sure you have a lift gate. Make sure you have a lift gate. And then also make sure that they have a pallet jack so they can move it off the lift gate into the garage or wherever you need it. And then you said you also have a dolly you use to move around the boxes, correct? Yes. Yeah, we have a flatbed dolly. So we can move quite a bit of boxes at once. Uh, We did have a delivery once where the trucking company did not have a lift gate and it would have been uh, quite a delay. And it was an interesting delivery in the rain. Um, But uh, the gentleman who delivered it showed up at the same time I was taking my son out to the bus stop. So it was really interesting. And they were very kind. They unloaded that entire pallet and put it under on my covered porch. So I could, I was, you know, I was, I was catching flies with honey that day. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, I was not, that's, not a, that's not a usual situation that it'll happen. Most of them won't do that. So kudos to those people who did. Um, I have also, I've known a couple people who've had luck finding used pallet jacks on Craigslist. So it may be something you guys want to keep an eye open for on your local Craigslist. Anybody who's anticipating, um, um, doing pallets. If you can find one cheap, it can't hurt, right? That is a great idea. See, this is what happens when two or more minds come together. Yeah, I, I personally, well, personally, no. I know two people that I could name on, in Facebook groups who found them on Craigslist. And I don't know if you guys know about this, um, I don't even know what you call it. It's called If This Then That. And it's a a thing that you can do to trigger alerts for you. So I, since Jackson doesn't have a whole lot of Craigslist posts come through, I have it set up for any post, Craigslist post in Wyoming that says the word Jackson in it, um, I get a email message um, saying this Craigslist thing was just posted. So if you live in a big city like you two do or, or big enough, you might want to set up a, if this then that alert for the words pallet jack on Craigslist within whatever diameter or, or uh, range you want to pick, and then you'll get notices fast so you don't have to sit there and plow through a ton of them, you know, at the end of the day, and then you can see if any of them come up. And, and it's something um, anybody can do, so look it up and see. And I would, I would certainly look for one because it seems like pallets are in your future um, oh, yeah, and just to, in, yeah, definitely. In that is a great idea. Great idea. I want to point out, too, and I don't know if you guys caught this. Jen has an employee. When, we, when I met Jen, she wasn't going to have any employees. She oh, was set against it. <laughs> oh, my God. Fought a tooth and nail about employees. I did. I did indeed. 
And now I don't think she'd ever go back. Oh, yeah. I would never go back. No, um, my 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 girl Nicole was here this morning, and she left uh, she left early so I could uh, do this interview, and uh, we filled up her her uh, SUV with stuff for her to do at home. In fact, she's purchased her own impulse dealer now. So, oh wow! So yeah, That's she's going to prep stuff at home and bring it back to me, labeled and ready to go out. So, okay, that's really nice because then you don't have. Uh, and a person, because a person takes up space no matter what. And if you're um, tight on space, it's nice to have them do it somewhere else, you know. Hey, any way they can get it done at this point, it's just a lot of product. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you think, oh, Christmas isn't that close. No, we are in the the the. You got to get it in now, kind of stuff. Time. You can't you can't lose a day at this point because of the way the shipping's going, um, taking so long to get things. Um, active in the warehouses. So anybody who's listening, who's sitting on product, go. It, it should be your number one priority. Really, is getting the stuff out of here, um, or out of wherever it is, into the Amazon warehouses, because it's not going to do any good sitting sitting in your garage or your office or wherever. So, um, yeah, Christmas is almost over. Yeah, it kind of feels like yeah, it. right. It's, it's, isn't it weird to think that you know, like we're winding up the holidays now. Um, the hard work, the, the research is pretty much done, um, and now it's just getting that product in. I looked, and I sold over 2,000 units in the last 30 days. 2,000 units. That's insane, isn't it? Could you imagine mm-hmm. merchants are selling 2,000 units? Oh, no. <laughs> so, no, I, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, and that's that's only because it's, my stuff is small that I can do it, you know, Um because I don't even use the garage. I just use the um, my upstairs spare bedroom is where I process everything. But it's just it's turning it around fast and getting it back in. That means you don't have a ton of stuff sitting around. So anyway, that was kind of off the topic. I put the um, the link to if this and that in the chat, and they're calling it an applet, and it's an applet that brings your favorite services together, and it basically automates stuff for you. So I use it to automate Craigslist searches. Um, in fact, that's pretty much the only thing I use it for. Um, but there's tons of recipes um, in there for all sorts of different things. So if you find yourself doing the same thing over and over and over again, look on if this and that and see if there's a recipe that's been written or you could write your own to, to automate some of it. So anyway, um, so back to masterminds. Um, so we've got the people to think, I think the big one you, you said is, is be at similar levels in your business, similar points in your business um, is an important one. And just, you know, give it a try, right? I mean, I think, I think that everyone should have people in some way to bounce things off of um, from someone who knows the business. So even though, say, my mom is a really smart businesswoman, she doesn't know my business. Um, so I talk to her about certain things, and she doesn't get the certain issues that come about from an Amazon business. But she talks to me about, like, cash flow and asking for discounts from vendors. That was a big one, she said. You know, ask. Ask them, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I cannot imagine doing this business and not having someone to talk about it with, you know, even if it's a Facebook group, right? And what would mm-hmm. you do? I I mean, my business wouldn't be where it is now, definitely. 
I just, uh, every, you know, every time we talk, I get a different idea. I'm, I just actually today placed three orders for the holidays, but Jen and I actually had a conversation this week about when is the last time you think you can place a reorder because I have stuff shipping from California and they, I guess I'm one of their only, um, one of the only people they ship to that also sells on Amazon. So he mm-hmm. actually bumped me to the front of the line. Because oh, I said, if nice. you don't get it out right away, I can't ship it. It's coming. But I don't know, you know, we're talking about dates and stuff and, and things like that. And, and, we can kind of figure out when would be the last time you placed an order. Um, just that everyday stuff that has to do with your business. We, we were even just, I was even just talking about planning for Valentine's day. And Jen said, I've never planned for Valentine's day. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. well, I have stuff that I'm going to ship on December 31st. So I don't have, you know, the storage fees, but I know from experience, I need to have it in the warehouse for Valentine's Day, like, right away, because otherwise yeah. there's lag time and this and that. And it just made me think, you know, make a plan already into 2017. I think that's a really good point. I think we all need to do that, whether we're in a mastermind or not. Instead of reacting to these things as they come up, you know, Valentine's Day, the date doesn't change, so we know when that is. So you can back up your timing as you've done to say, okay, that's six weeks out, December 31st, that's when I'm going to ship in. That gives me a week or 10 days to get it live, and that gives people basically a little over three weeks to buy the stuff. Six weeks isn't that long. No, it isn't. No. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy how those times, you know, when you add up all the parts of the puzzle, the placing the order, the getting the order to you, the getting the order to Amazon, getting the order live, and then the customers getting the product, it eats up time. It really does. And if you're creating your own listings, I know we both just said this. We went to this trade show in August, and we both bought a ton of new products. And maybe August is almost too late to start buying new product and seeing if it's going to sell because it's sort of, I know for me, it's fitting me a little bit in the tush because um, I created so many listings, and I'd like to be reordering the stuff because I think it's going to sell, but I'm waiting to see if it sells. So when I go to my trade shows now, January, February, March, April, even June, I'm going to be looking more, thinking more about Q4 and creating the listings the other nine then, of the year so that yeah. right now I'm not creating, because I'm still creating some listings, even as we me talk. Too. I'm, I'm yeah, creating me too. listings. You know, and I don't really want to do that. I want to have some more tried and true stuff that I can go, oh, yeah, I want to order a 1,000 units or whatever of. So that's really um, something that, you know, I I guess I wouldn't have thought of before, but since we both were doing it, I think we agreed on it. I think so. I mean, um, the, the stuff that I'm making listings for right now is stuff that came out of a June trade show but it's yarn that was custom dyed, um, and she didn't get it to me till September. And then there's the whole, I was trying to do brand registry, and that turned into a nightmare because the brand name is not on the product itself, meaning the brand name is not on the strand of yarn, and that took like two weeks for them to go back and forth about that. So I just I gave up that. Now I'm trying to get the GTIN exemptions, and mm-hmm. they're like, put it in, put it in entertainment collectibles for now. 
Well, I know more than they do in that fact. If you have it exempted in a certain category, that exemption doesn't apply to other categories. So that's when I told the guy, no, that's not going to work, you know. And he didn't understand why. I said, well, I talked to someone at the Seattle conference, a woman at the seller support table, and she's the one who told me that it has to be exempted in the category you're going to sell it in or you have to apply for another exemption. So, um, so yeah, so I'm like pushed to the wall on this product, and I don't think it'll sell for Christmas, but it's a product that is, you know, it's yarn. And people buy yarn year-round. It's not like they have mm-hmm. to buy Christmas. So I'm not panicked, but I totally agree with you that, that um, by the time you get to October, it's getting to be too late, you know. Yeah, I um, have jewelry that yeah. I'm looking at that I'm, I'm even saying to myself, okay, well, if I don't get it all up, I know Valentine's Day is coming. That's right, yeah, yeah. And I think what I need to do that I haven't is actually sit down with a calendar and write some key dates in there to remind myself, okay, if I want to do knitting kits for Mother's Day, this is when I have to have them sent into Amazon, you know, to give the lead time to get some traction built up and get the ads running and all that kind of stuff. So I think I think we all could sit down and do that depending on our business, whether we're all um, dependent on every holiday or just a few holidays, you know. Well, Jen, don't, yeah. Jen has a very specific written plan. I do. Don't you? Yeah. And I have yes. a plan, too, with a calendar, but hers is much more regimented, and she helps keep me regimented. Mm. I am definitely, um, yes, I am very, I think sometimes too regimented for my group. Sometimes you're like, you don't <laughs> need to send out reminders. You don't <laughs> need to put that on the schedule. Well, but they, they, they deal with me anyway. <laughs> yes. There is, you're right. There are only three of us, but I still, I, I know, I am a bit regimented. But, yes, I did. I had an exact goal. I had a number amount that I wanted to hit. I wrote exactly what I was going to sell, what I was going to, and how I was going to hit that number. And I've been following my plan, and we'll see what happens. It's, um, it's so, going well so far. That's really important, I think, how you're going to get there, right? Because it's easy to set mm-hmm. a number out there. But then, okay, how am I going to get there? And that goes all the way back to I have to spend this amount on inventory to get that amount of sales, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. But to echo, um, you know, what Ellie was saying, too, just that late trade show in August, gosh, we found so many uh, fantastic new products to bring to market. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's hundreds of listings to be made. And that is a lot to do this time of year. So I think mm-hmm. that an earlier trade show would definitely um, be better next year. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Yeah, and and it's interesting that some trade shows haven't figured that out about the whole cycle for non brick and mortar retailers. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's like my favorite trade show is the they have two a year. They have it January and June. Um, January is too early for me to be thinking about what I need for Q4 because the trends haven't solidified in, in the crafty thing. And June is almost too late, you know. If they just like yeah. had one like in May, it would that to me would be ideal. But um, but you do what you got to do, you know. And um, we're kind of on that bleeding edge of things with this business. I mean, it's there is not. Um, 
a lot of knowledge outside of those of us who sell on Amazon about what we need as, as you know, suppliers from, from the wholesalers. They don't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there... Or they may not be on Amazon yet, and they're trying to work with you. I, mean, I just placed my first, at this show we were talking about, I placed my first order with India, and it was with a very small company, and they were bending over backwards to work with me. Um, but she's, I mean, I could place an order today. She's like, oh, you'll get it by December 1st. And I'm like, I know it took you four weeks to ship it to me last time. So even if I place it now, and we're going to be in the holidays, maybe I'll, I just emailed her and said, you know, I'm looking after I see what sells through around December 10th, I'll place another order, and then that would bring us into selling your product for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, because I know it'll sell year-round, you know, graduation, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I I know that a lot – I mean, we still found – both of us found people that will work with Amazon sellers. I got a couple exclusives at the show. Um, but it's this cycle. I, I, pers- I know I see people who are saying that they're finding it hard to find companies that will deal with Amazon. Both Jen and I have found um, companies that have no problem dealing with us. And like mm-hmm. I, I mentioned before, they'll bend over backwards or try the best they can to help work with us because, you know, yes, I need it to be shipped somewhere to be prepped, and then I, that, and then from there, it needs to go into Amazon. Um, so there's still companies out there. Uh, I just know, like I have a bunch of trade shows lined up for January, February, and March already, and I'm going to really look at them with new eyes because I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't really trends involved for this. Um, I think that stuff will sell year-round, and then when I go to the trade show in August, I'll probably be looking at it more for the following year, it was just I just brought way too much product to market in too short. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you mm-hmm. on that one. Um, it's interesting that you talk about that. You find people who want to work with you. This yarn company that I'm working with is it's a small, you know, uh, women-owned business, um, and they but they've been around a couple of years. But the the woman is very smart, and her marketing and her whole product design thing is like gen- just genius. And I talked to her at the, the show this summer, and I was right out there. I said, I want to bring yourself to Amazon. And she goes, you can do that? And she says, it's like one thing. She says, Amazon has told me like three times wanting me to sell my yarn to them, and I just didn't know what to do. And she says, and here you're saying you'll do it? And I said, yeah. I said, I, you know, but here's the thing. You need a handshake that you won't sell to anybody else who's going to sell on Amazon. So we have a handshake deal. But I trust her. You know how you just you know people, right? You can feel it. And um, um, this whole brand registry exemption thing, she says, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm not doing this. I have no hair left in my head because I pulled every last one out, you know. Um, so there are, there are companies out there that want to be on Amazon but don't know what to do. And that's our job now as vendors is take that away from them and we'll do it for you, basically. You know, um, and the whole thing, I think that it, it helps with credibility that you've been on for a while and that you understand the issues involved. And I never um, really try to tell them how awful it is, but I do tell them that it's very detailed 
and it takes knowledge of the Amazon details when I talk to vendors. So, um, but yeah, so don't be afraid. People who haven't been to shows that there are vendors out there um, that want to be on Amazon that aren't, and we can help them. And I have found um, some really interesting products that I never thought would sell that have. So don't overlook things, you know. Um, so I have one thing to say about the whole finding vendors. Remember this summer I got booted by one of my, my – I was a big vendor. I mean, I, I placed like a $5,000 order at the summer trade show forum, and they came back like a week later said, sorry, someone told us you're selling on Amazon and we don't want that, so we're canceling your order. And I'm like – and they said, if you have a website and all that, you can sell it there. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to that trouble. And it was, it was a, you know, substantial enough that it was like, God, crud got punched in the stomach. Well, that made me, like, angry. So I went out and contacted some other people, and I contacted another company that I'd been trying to get for, like, two years, two trade show seasons from them. And they wouldn't, and they wouldn't, and they wouldn't. And they got a new sales rep in. Um, who we hit it off, and his name's Charlie, which helped, that was my brother's name. And Charlie said, I don't have a problem with you selling these products on Amazon. Do you know that company has beat the company I lost my sales volume by about 10 times? So if I sold straight, you know, yeah. So you got to look at something punches you and knocks you down, uses a thing, and I, I get mad, so that really motivates me, getting mad. Um, and so, you know, now I'm reordering three times a week from this company to keep the stuff in stock. It takes two days to get here, which is, like, awesome for me. And it's free shipping, so why do I need to, like, plan too far ahead when I can get it that fast and, and be done? So, um, so sometimes a bad thing that happens in your business can be a good thing, too. So I'm very happy, and Charlie's awesome. So, um, so the company's also doing, you know, thousands of dollars more in sales a month, probably – Gosh, I probably order three or four thousand a week from them now. So wow. you know, yeah, that's a big. Tr- and the stuff is small; it comes in a box. You know, one box is like the six hundred dollar minimum. So it's like great, you know. So, um, so uh, we're about ready to wrap up. I have um, a couple a couple other questions. One: If people have more questions about masterminds, can they ask you in the group? Would that be okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's great. And um, any one thing you want to leave with people before we sign off about masterminds or anything about your business that you kind of want to share while you have the floor? For me, I just want to say that being a part of this mastermind group has changed everything for me. Um, And if you think that you would really benefit from being able to talk to other people about the specifics of your business, you really should pursue that because it made a huge difference for me. You know, Ellie's become a huge part of, um, of my life and so our third member also. And um, I just highly recommend it. Um, I would agree with Jen, but I'm also, since I, you said since we have the floor, just what I just said. You can go to trade shows and still find wholesalers out there that are Amazon friendly. Don't be afraid to talk to them. Jen and I have our own style. I do come from a recruiting background. I approach, Jen and I approach um, wholesalers differently at shows, but 
once you start talking to somebody and getting to know them, and the people, especially smaller companies, are willing to take a risk on you. If they don't want to be in the Amazon space, they might give you an exclusive. You know, don't discount it because you read about all these people that got turned down. I mean, Jen and I went to this show, and I have an exclusive now with a jewelry company that's been in business for 25 years. They're in Vermont. He's never sold on Amazon. And we're talking about a multi-million dollar company. Nobody's ever approached him before. Wow. So that's like the the perfect storm of stuff, you know. He knows his business, obviously. He's been around 25 years. You know the Amazon business. You guys can help each other, you know. And he's very business savvy. So don't discount it. I mean, ask in the group if you're not sure how to deal with uh, different things, but don't don't discount it at all. There's still pl- there's still plenty of places out there that will sell to Amazon sellers. Um, you just don't know until you try. Yeah, and one thing I've been able to use to help convince people is that I will I tell them I will advertise your product at my own cost, not yours. And I don't tell them, you know, it's not that expensive to advertise on Amazon, but you tell them that and also tell them how you will make sure that their their product is shown to its best advantage on Amazon. You know, cuz I think a lot of especially people who've invented something or have this really close emotional tie to their product want it to be shown well. Um and they're kind of afraid of how it's going to look. And so if you could help them in, uh, rest, put their mind at ease about how you'll represent their product, that can help you too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for, for teaching us a lot about masterminds. I bet we're going to have a ton of questions. And I bet we're going to have some new masterminds come out of this, which is kind of a the icing on the cake. And um, I got to say, I'm so glad I've met you both and I'm so proud of your businesses and that you are smart women, which, um, which I just love. So thanks for joining us. And hope, hopefully everybody can be on the uh, Thrifting for Profit podcast, which starts in just about an hour here on Talk Shoe. Um, we're so glad Deborah's back too. I have missed her. Um, one thing out, just so you miss it. No, listen to the the whole thing. Masterminds equal free in most cases. So um, just to catch that up. So thank you guys for joining us, and um, we'll see you in the group. We'll see you on the Thrifting for Profit podcast, and talk to you later. Bye bye. Thanks, Charlene. Thank you. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.